0: Happy Christmas, and welcome to the last life and scents of the year. We have a very special guest for this seasonal edition of the show. Me, Joe Barrett, and Odette Toilette went to meet him to discuss the smells that have stood out in a particularly eventful life. Here he is beside a roaring
1: fire to introduce himself. I have to confess, I'm one of those people who's always a little hazy about uh, my childhood. It was a, a peripatetic lifestyle, you could say, always on the move. Again, my, my parents are uh, hazy figures in my mind. It was more when I reached adolescence that things begin to, to take shape. Around that time, of course, I was flitting between Central Asia and uh, Europe. I still miss uh, the Turkish bazaars of my youth, but it was really in Europe that I I found a firm footing and thought, this might be it. I migrated further north and began to uh, settle down in the colder climes of uh, Scandinavia.
2: We'd like to know your name. Our listeners would like to know your uh, name.
1: Oh, Father Christmas. Uh, I'm also known as uh, Santa Claus... Sinterklaas, Papa Noel, for those of you in the Latino uh, communities out there, I don't know if you're listening, uh, I will be there for Carnival. Uh Yes,
2: uh. Well, um, Joe, I don't know about you, I'm thrilled we've actually booked this guest. When we did Ask Father Christmas, it was a shot in the dark, we didn't know if we'd get through the PA.
0: I know, I mean, we were told to um, just turn up, switch the fire off, Get some mince pies out and just sit and wait. So it's yeah. it's midnight on Christmas Eve, and here we are.
2: So welcome to Life in Sense, Father Christmas. You, don't, you say you don't remember much of your childhood, but can you remember some of the smells of your childhood? Bring that to life for
1: us. Mm, well, as I, I mentioned earlier, my childhood actually was, was in the warmer climes of, of Central Asia. Uh, spice. Spice I mean, it's the thing that comes to mind, comes to the nose. It may be that these, these uh, wonderful, rich spices made such an impression on me that I found that I had to reclaim them, even when I was uh, living in the the colder climes of Scandinavia, and hence uh, I will frequently drink mulled wine, blue wine, as it's known, and of course the the flavorings from these the that uh, nutty flavors, nutmeg, and clove, and cinnamon sticks. These are actually the flavors from from my youth, you see, from uh, from 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 Asia.
2: Can you tell us a bit about your parents and what they did and whether you remember any smells from their job or your home life?
1: It's a bit of a painful topic for me, but I had a little bit of a fractious relationship with with my parents. Um, they, They used to always say to me, you are a very, very bad boy. And I said, I'm not. I'm a very good boy. I know I am. You may not see it. But I, for the rest of my life, will do my best to recognize those who are good boys and those who are good girls and those who are bad boys and bad girls, and I will treat them appropriately.
0: You do offer a lot of messing around with time and controlling of time to be able to do your job. Is there a certain smell associated with
1: time travel? That is uh, goodness. I mean, this, this, where do you find this chap? He really does uh, cut through uh, to the. To the crux of it all, time travel smells a little bit like coconut. Now, it may sound uh, peculiar to you.
2: Yes, it does. It, it really does. Do explain.
1: Well, I, I can't explain it. It's as simple as it is. I mean, it's in, in a way, there's no explanation. You can only know it by experience. Time travel smells of coconut.
0: Do you, when you're going round chimney to chimney, do you do all the chimneys in a street and then move on to the next street? Is it a gradual process of moving around the world or are you jumping from one location to another? And if so, that must be an interesting sense experience. I, I have to be
1: a little bit careful of revealing uh, trade trade secrets because I, in this uh, capitalist age there's always the, the risk of... Uh, uh, competition. I wouldn't want to reveal quite how I pull it off. I mean, there is actually an element of delegation uh, involved. I mean, I, I don't go down every chimney. I mean, I, I like to say that I I have a hand in everything that's delivered, but quite how that hand manifests itself uh, is is uh, something I can't quite reveal. Uh, but I certainly do uh, do my 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 share of the chimney work. Um. It, I mean, it's not a, a sort of flitting between them, as as you suggest, Mister Joe. It it is more uh, concentrated in one neighbourhood by another. I mean, you have to at least follow the passage of the sun. Some of them, uh, uh, the households I visit are kind enough to leave a wee dram, a, a wee dram, as we like to say in uh, in Scotland. Um. <clears throat> Now that can uh, obviously keep one warm, and uh, it also uh, makes the evening uh, more convivial. But it, it can pose some problems for consistency. The errors, errors have been made in the past, um, so I've I have attempted to to cut back a little bit on the, the alcohol intake, and not to mix. This is the thing. Uh, I find if I stick just to the whiskey. Then it's 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 more successful. So just a little note to listeners out there, if you feel so inclined to leave me something, a, a whiskey rather than a sherry is certainly preferred, uh, 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 particularly uh, from Islay. Uh, very very uh, uh, partial to the peat peaty smell. Anyway, we smells talking again. Um, that, that lovely, smoky, peaty smell I know so well. Um, yes, that, that really gets the juices flowing. There has developed, uh, over the past few decades, a rather unfortunate habit of leaving carrots out for the reindeer. Now... I accept that the majority of listeners may not be experts at rearing reindeer, but carrots are not approved diets for the reindeer. Um, They tend to feed more on uh, grasses, wild grasses from the tundra uh, and uh, lichen as well, and uh, leaves from birch trees in the summer. So if possible... A little bit of grass and some birch leaves. Greatly appreciated carrots play havoc with the digestive system of the reindeer. And it makes Boxing Day a deeply unpleasant experience for for Merry Christmas or Mrs. Claus and and myself. Obviously, we we have to have a a large birch forest around the the reindeer paddocks. uh, So they have these leaves to feed on. The happy side effect is that we have plenty of logs to burn. And the smell of birch is divine. Burning birch smells rather like oak moss, if you're familiar with that as well. Um, um, not actually a moss, but uh, it, it uh, gives that lovely, slightly sort of, uh, musty, fragrant uh, forest grove smell. I think of uh, the crackling flames, and then I hear the flames, I... I I also hear the crackling of ice. You see, and this is what's so interesting: that you can move through the scent, from heat to cold, in an instant. Mm.
0: Are you, Are you a fan of um of perfume or perhaps Mrs. Christmases?
1: And is there anything, anything that comes to mind? I mean, we we I I'm often delivering uh, fragrances, colognes in in my bags. I mean, I find that where I live, my own preferences tend to be of these more uh, resiny, sort of sappy type uh, fragrances. They they, they suit the, the the season. The resin also reminds me of where I played the cello as a child and the smell of opening the cello case and the bow. I could smell how the resin was powdered on the bow. It was rather lovely. But I, I, I digress. Um uh, So I always have a a little slight disappointment when I see these uh, people uh, buying, you know, these these, these citrusy uh, scents that it might be suitable for summer. But to be honest, you don't want to go out on Boxing Day smelling like a freshly sliced lemon. It just doesn't work as far as I'm concerned. Unless, of course, perhaps you're lucky enough to be spending your summer in the Southern Hemisphere. Now that's a different matter entirely. Absolutely entirely. Uh, my wife, well, uh, my wife actually goes more for the eau naturelle smell that I love so dearly. Uh, she's fortunate enough to be a naturally fragrant lady. Yes, shes I mean, she smells of, of uh, logs and hay, really. And that is the most potent aphrodisiac Father Christmas knows.
0: <clears throat> Odette, do you have um maybe a suggestion for the listeners? Something something Christmassy, or maybe that Father Christmas would like to try?
2: I would recommend Almond Man, which is a very nice scent, available online from Almond Jane perfumery. Very violety forest flory, a little hint of sweetness and warmth, as though there is a log fire in the distance. So it sounds like your your perfect day in a bottle. Mrs. Claus, hey, maybe something with coumarin in it. Maybe Mrs. Claus would like jicky.
1: I could get jicky with Mrs. Claus, could I? <laughs> Have
2: you ever had any accidents in the sleigh with perfume where a bottle breaks? I'm just wondering if you've ever had any um disastrous journeys where you're sort of followed by scent as you cross the world.
1: It's actually the... I mean, the cause of the aurora borealis is, is, is that very same thing. Uh, the, the northern lights are actually uh, caused by the superfluity of perfume leaking off the back of the sleigh. Uh, not from broken bottles. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, please, I, we are professionals. We know how to package our goods. What we've actually found is that certain perfumes actually work as a very effective fuel. The downside is that it's actually the of the cheaper fragrances that, that have a, a stronger kick. You wouldn't believe it, but at least 60% of the Aurora borealis is composed of Old Spice.
2: What does your workshop smell like?
1: Well, it smells of elves, obviously. So uh, uh, you could rephrase the question perhaps, what does an elf smell of? Elves have two very distinctive smells. They actually change the scent during the course of the day. It's a fascinating phenomenon. In the evenings, they smell of hazelnut. Really mm, delightful smell. In the mornings, they smell like lilies. Now, that's fine. But if they don't brush their teeth, they smell uh, like uh, lilies that have uh, been in the vase for a little too long, which is, as you may well be aware, an absolutely putrid smell. Oh, dear. So we have a strict regime of teeth rushing every morning for the elves.
2: Their change in scent, does that have a biological purpose?
1: We're unable to experiment too closely. I mean, we can't experiment on elves. I mean, we're not monsters here. Uh, so, uh, of course, you can only then find out how this causes by doing a, a dissection. The dissection of an elf is, is, is almost impossible because when... I'm sorry, i being rather emotional, but when an elf does move on. We're not left with a little elf body. Uh, they they actually uh, evaporate. And leave behind it a scent of burnt cinnamon. So it's a uh, very poignant scent for me. Because uh, of course it's a rather delicious smell. But uh, it also means I've just lost one of my workers. So if I walk in this sort of double nasal take I do, in which I think, mm, delicious. Oh no, which one is it? Uh, What's spells danger to me is uh, when I know something's wrong with the reindeer, because that—I mean—that can be a disaster. Because one becomes very tuned to uh, perm, uh, how do I say this—to to the idiosyncrasies of the individual musk. If something is wrong with one of the reindeer, then, then the musky reindeer scent goes all awry. And that could mean one of them is lame, for example. Uh, one of them may uh, have an upset stomach. All these things that are, seem trivial, but they can, they can spell disaster for a for, uh, you know, very tightly run operation. One does tire of mince pies after a while, and there's nothing quite like raw fish, which, uh, well, I mean, reminds me of of one other scent I like, salt spray. The sea scent crackling on your skin. I find sometimes that it can, uh, like little salt crystals forming on my beard. Two different places I like to to go uh, fishing. One is in the deep. Cold oceans of the north, but then when I have a chance, usually when I'm in Rio for the carnival, I like to go out on boat spear fishing. The smell of uh, the, the sandy beach, uh, you know, you can you can you can always taste it, taste it on your beer and uh, a little grilled mackerel, mm, delicious. So again, feel free uh if you're leaving grass and hay for the reindeer and birch leaves. Try substituting the mince pie for a little grilled mackerel every now and then. Variety is the spice of life, as they say.
0: So, Father Christmas, you're clearly a man who enjoys his food. Are there any particular food smells which excite you?
1: Hm mm. well, between, <clears throat> between you and me, Joe, and Odette, Joe, and... Oh, uh, well, and oh, thousands of listeners, I suppose, but keep it quiet. It's a, it's a little bit of a guilty secret, this one. I love venison. Can't beat it. Finest meat out there. But uh, obviously, I can't indulge too often, or we uh, would be, shall we say, rather less fleet of foot uh but it can you see this is the clever thing it can work as a uh, as an incentive uh get the get the new deer the, the young ones raring to go ready to show that they're up to to making the grade and uh, well certainly keeps the old ones uh fighting for their place Blitzen, i would be able to tell you that uh It's something you need to do, or rather, he would tell you if he hadn't been turned into a rather delicious stew by a merry Christmas. Uh, He was a terrible, terrible team member, but my, with a slice of bacon and some boiled potatoes, he went down a treat. And uh, I I treat them well, don't get me wrong. I don't want any of those those petter people out there, they'll, uh, you know goodness knows what they'll be doing they'll be hitting me with pawns or something
2: we did have a letter from pamela anderson before we conducted this interview with a warning actually so that's starting to make sense but um
1: it's interesting that you mention her because that actually leads me on to a personal bête of mine and that is uh, people wearing mm-hmm. vulgar fragrances um Not that I want to overtly imply that Miss Anderson is is vulgar, but perfume choice might suggest that she uh, could do with an etiquette refresher course. Uh, Her choice of scent, currently very popular, is a rather sickly concoction uh, created by uh, a designer, a wonderful clothes designer, but but I really would recommend he stick to the cloves rather than the scents. And uh, his name, uh, you may be familiar with, uh, Mark Jacobs, spelled with a C, uh, both in the first and second name. And he has come up with a floral mess called Lola. Jumble up a bucket of overly sweet sherbet flowers, pour a bit of tosh in with it, put it in a Crooked, silly little bottle. Write your name in big print in it, and sell it for far too much. Really,
0: Father Christmas. It seems unpleasant smell. You find it, but it, it, I'm getting the sense that there's some sort of personal story here. Is there anybody who smells like this?
1: Mm. Well, gosh, <laughs> you've put me on the couch here, haven't you? I see. You're right, there is a certain personal animus, and I'm not afraid to say it, actually. Uh, That perfume happens to be the current fragrance of choice of one certain Lady Tea Fairy, also known as the Tooth Fairy. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, it's a jumped-up little tart, really. Try to... try to... Pinch several of my elves once. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, she comes in there with her long legs and waxed up lip and uh, sickly floral scent and thinks that she can, uh, you know, whisk off all my little elves. Because, of course, you know, don't think for one second that one lady, let alone one as. Fine limbed, such alabaster skin as she has, can uh, successfully place uh, small amounts of money under children's pillows uh, with uh, total success without the help of a small army of elves. So she's always on the lookout. And she, uh, I mean, she doesn't offer anything that I don't have other than a rather shapely, comely waist.
2: Can you tell that she's coming for her latest uh, elf-pinching mission? Do you smell her coming?
1: That's the thing. That's the thing. I can, but every now and then she changes her scent. And when she changes it, that's when she meets with success. Because, of course, how can I predict that she's going to change the scent? I can't. There's no way I can know. So when she does, without fail... I lose a certain percentage of my workforce. You see, and if there is a personal animosity against this Mark Jacobs, who is a lovely man, delightful company, it's that that this is this was her latest scent of choice. You see, now I can now spot it. I, I I didn't I didn't know at first. I thought you know someone has left the flowers out too long, and then of course I came back and I I couldn't smell any any burnt cinnamon. So I I thought well. Where where are the elves? They haven't died, haven't evaporated. They must be lurking somewhere. And then, of course, I put uh, two and two together and realised what had happened. I would never, I hasten to add, never, ever lay a finger on a woman. Even if she had the temerity to steal my elves, wear Mark Jacobs' Lola, and wear little more... Than a shrunken ballet costume that would make Belly Elliot blush.
0: Father Christmas, thank you for joining us and best of, best of luck
1: for the season. Well, thank you, Joe, and best of luck for you come Christmas time. Odette Toilette, play your cards right. There might be something better than a bottle of Lola in the post for you.
0: you've been listening to life in Sense with father christmas christmas is a topic which comes up time and time again and if you would like to relive all our guests memories you can do so on itunes or lifeincense.com where you can download all our previous episodes happy christmas